Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions, the sometimes weekly multi-format podcast about all things punk in the Chicagoland area and beyond. And today's episode is an installment of First Rounds on Me, episode 15, featuring Caitlin and Jason from the annual suburban event, Punk in the Burbs. Uh, it's an annual music festival. They are having their second one coming up soon, September 22nd, which is a Saturday. And I did this episode of First Rounds on Me where the festival is going to be happening at Base Camp in Lyle, Illinois. And uh, if Caitlin sounds familiar, she's in Bumsy and the Moochers, who we've had on the show before, and they'll be premiering one of their songs on this episode that will be on their second full-length album coming out soon on Eminence Records. And then Jason has also been a good friend of mine for a while. He's in a band called The Runaround. So uh, two people that have been kind of in the suburban and Chicago scene for a while now that got together and decided to start doing a festival. So we definitely talk about Uh, you know, why they wanted to start a festival, how they as people got into punk, and the ins and outs of this kind of amazing festival that they're putting on. Uh, Throughout this episode, like I mentioned, you'll hear tracks from some of the headliners uh, for this year's Punk the Burbs Fest, which again will be September 22nd, uh, Saturday. And this year, Frisky Morrison Friends is yet again a sponsor. So if you come out to just make sure to stop by our table and say hi, um, I'll be there the entirety of the festival, which is awesome. Last year, I could only be there for a little bit. Um, as always, links to the band's social media pages, the festival social media pages, and all that good stuff will be found in the description of this podcast. Uh, some shameless plugs before we get into the episode. Um, I can finally and announce now that I'm officially a member of Audio Tree, which is a digital platform based out of Chicago. They do a lot of great work. And one of the things that they do is Audio Tree TV, which is a live production. And I am now a freelance host for the TV station. Uh, Every once in a while, I'll be hopping on there. I just did a session with this amazing soulful indie pop group called Francis Cone and then uh, available now on their YouTube channel I did an episode with these guys that are in a noise post-punk band called Bambara from Brooklyn New York Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for those Um, it is a huge step for me uh, being on camera it being live getting a lot more exposure in this kind of interview hosting capacity so career-wise it's awesome exposure uh, it's awesome a lot more um, listeners and viewers and all that stuff with this move and then also a really big opportunity to get in contact with some bigger bands Um, aside from the bands that we've had sorry for my voice I'm losing it Um, so yeah definitely check out Audio Tree it's an amazing organization and I'm so proud to be part of it Um, also Per usual, make sure to check out our Bandcamp page and peruse our releases, including the Blind Adam, Blind Adam and the Federal League self-titled debut 12-inch, uh, the Turbo Vamp 7-inch EP, Death by Misadventure, a slew of amazing comps, and more. Speaking of slews, we're also in the process of putting together Volume 2 of our Welcome to Chicagoland comp series, uh, so make sure to check that out for further details. As a reminder, uh, follow us on social media at Frisky Morris Friends on Facebook, at Frisky Morris on Twitter, at Frisky Morris Sessions on Instagram. We should probably consolidate that, but that's for another day. And don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, and spread the word about the podcast. We can't do this show without you, the listeners, and whether you've been with us since episode one or if this is your first episode, which is episode 161, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast, and we hope you enjoy listening to it as much as Chris and I enjoy making it. But that's enough of that. Let's get into the here and now. This is Frisky Morris Sessions with First Rounds on Me, episode 15, featuring the organizers of Punk the Burbs Fest, which is Saturday, September 22nd at Base Camp in Lyle, Illinois. Enjoy. Things are getting better, but the truth's not too bad. Fuck the world, I'm in it, I 
All right, what is going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions with another installment of First Rounds on Me. Uh, we are here at Base Camp in Lyle with Kate and Jason of Bumsy and the Moochers and the Runaround, respectively. And they are the creators, founders of Punk the Burbs Fest uh, going into its second year. Uh, it's gonna be September 22nd at this venue. We're having some nachos, some beers out on the patio and admiring the ski hill and the surrounding amenities that Four Lakes offers here. Uh, let's go around, introduce yourself and uh, your bands and stuff like that, just so people can match audio to who's talking when. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start. Well, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> 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 I'm Caitlin uh, from Bumsy and the Moochers. And I am Jason Jay from The Runaround. Awesome. So, I always start these with kind of like an origin story. Damien Abraham from Fucked Up has a podcast turned out of punk where it's kind of a similar thing. So we kind of consolidate that whole format of a podcast into like the first 10 minutes of ours. So what got you into punk? Like what made you kind of love this scene enough to do something like organize a fest? Like what was that first in introduction to the scene? I think we, between the two of us, we have probably 30 years of being in the Chicago music scene. I would say about Definitely. that. <laughs> Makes us sound a lot older than we are, but we, uh, <laughs> together, we probably have about that. Um, so I think we've both seen like the highs and lows, you know, and everybody talks about the early year, you were a part <laughs> of the scene is always better. But I don't really think that's the case. I think it's just more of like, you know, the effort you put in, you know, you get back type of thing. And I think we're kind of, uh, we all have a lot of friends and bands we wanted to play with and like put together something that we could all do this together and it kind of blew up from there like last year i think we got about 30 submissions oh this year boy. we had over 100 <laughs> over submissions. 100 wow. some of the weirdest stuff you've ever heard and, some of the coolest stuff including oh, yeah. sponsors too sponsors just blew up yeah they're actually like, messaging us this year i was like yeah. whoa this is weird <laughs> like, you, you want to do what you want to give us money all right cool we'll, we'll say your name we'll put you on a poster yeah um yeah which Actually, Frisky Morris was our only one last year, which yeah. is awesome. You guys are the, yep. the OGs of sponsoring OG, us, which was yeah. really yeah. cool. <laughs> we really appreciate that last year and still appreciate it, you know, this year. But, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of people, record labels, um, beer, a lot of, a lot of random, beer. Yeah, people. Everything yeah. is beer. Hard Light this year. Yeah. Like, beer School can. Rock was last year yeah, this year right. as well. Schools, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a little in with that one. But, uh. yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, uh, just, but, like, um, as a person, as a musician, was it, like, friends at school? Was it, like... The skate park, like where was it that you first discovered? Okay, so you want to go, you go I real, real, way real, back, yeah. way back. I, yeah. For me, Damn, you're gonna say what I'm gonna say. You're totally gonna say what I'm gonna say. Coffee shop. Well, I started okay. playing like no, it's funny band, at the Fat Bean, like at this coffee shop in Naperville, and yeah, like friends would come watch me, and then friends would be like, let's start a band. And then so it was really in like the suburbs that was the thing that we started doing shows, and it was basements and you know, things that were all ages and, you know, yeah, cause we couldn't, we couldn't get into 21 and up yeah, and air right. drive to the city. So it's yeah, basements, coffee shops, people's houses, you know, garages, churches, churches. <laughs> churches. I mean, yeah. wherever you can go and just every, and everybody was friends too. Everybody was always friends and hung out. I remember or that's like, met people. Going to shows like Arabian night. Remember that venue back in the day? Sound uh, lab. Uh, to volleyball, which is back to volleyball. again. Yeah. Uh, Wheaton Theater, that was a cool place to go to. All those places. Were um, bowling alleys, yeah, church basements, stuff like that. You know. Um, I remember, yeah, like there was. I don't think it was like it wasn't like School of Rock, School of Rock, but I think they called themselves that, and it was like a church basement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. The um, you know, I'd say, actually, we probably this is what I thought you were gonna say, and this is something I know we both. Um, you know, that first kind of album that kind of changed maybe the direction we were going was Dookie for me. Dookie. You know, definitely oh, definitely. Sure. Definitely. Like, or when I know, saw... Kind of introduced me. And then I got, you know, more into the maybe deeper stuff with punk rock, too. But, like, for me, it was, you know, I was listening to a lot of the grunge stuff in the 90s. I had older cousins that were, you know, kind of into that stuff. And I still love that stuff. But it was, so like... So it was, like, the family kind of introducing more than Yeah, it was more... Yeah, it was kind of the first album, like, a friend showed me. I was like, holy shit, this changes everything. Changes you know? the game. And anybody can start a band because yeah. this music was relatively easy to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, the so, first songs I learned on guitar were When I Come Around and then Basket View, Case. Basket and, Case. Yeah, so like, pretty much half a Dookie album was the first stuff I learned. Yeah. And then you got the Smash album was the one that we followed right up. Yep. Like, those two back to back was like that was for me too i yeah. think i scrapped scratched and skipped my brother's smash album 
um, and Dookie just yeah. playing it over and over and over. And then Outcome like, the Wolves. To me, that, that, that yeah. one was that one to me is one that stayed with me forever. Uh, Rancid's still one of my favorites. Sure. But uh, yeah, those those three kind of all within a couple years of each other. You know, being about I was about nine years old at the time, and I was just like. You know, okay, this is what I want to do. This is so it. fun to watch. You know, Tim Armstrong and Billy Joe, both of them were just so well, fucking cool. You that's know? what yeah. I was, was gonna so say. To I was 14 when I first saw Green Day, and they played at the Vic in Chicago. It was one of those secret shows where they okay. were American Idiot just came out, and they were only playing, you know, four shows, uh, releasing American Idiot. And I saw them, and boom, like I like as soon as I remember feeling like all these emotions and I like I think I cried. I was like, this is who I want to be. I want to be in a band and I want to play live music for the rest of my life, you know, and and then from there it took off. And then like I played more shows, like I said, coffee houses and basements. But it also was local bands that inspire me too. like Absolutely. seeing your friends like Flatfoot 56 and wastebasket turbo vamps all of us like yeah. all of us in the scene like watching each other hollywood nightmares um so hypnic jerks little older, you know, but bands. lucky boys confusion was like lucky boys confusion band, uh, you up. watch these bands you and watch you're them like, kind of, yes. you know messed um, messed yeah messed uh early on playing white tees uh um, like alistair and, like oh, all dude. yeah we got oh to play <laughs> alistair's 10-year uh anniversary of um what was the big big album at the at Reggie's, the show sold out. Oh like yeah, yeah, I remember. Seconds. They that was came one of the coolest in. fucking things we ever got to do. Yeah, because uh, it was like that was like kind of coming to formation of like you know my childhood meeting my adulthood <laughs> yeah. and being like, like dude, we're on happening? this bill. Like that's the coolest thing. Yeah, ever. this is crazy. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, no, they Alistair was definitely just. God, was, oh my god, it's gonna kill me. That I don't remember the name of that album. Uh, suburbia something. Last suburbia. stop suburbia. Last stop suburbia. Yeah, Last stop yeah. Suburbia. yeah. <laughs> what a great album. Just from front to back uh, dog and everything another one of them yeah. oh the dog and everything I'm so glad you know yeah. I forgot that was like Has for anybody... me one of them too was uh, dog and the scissors oh yeah the scissors yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the man they're like the suburbs and like Chicagoland was like yeah. killing it yeah <laughs> that was the days of but uh love it so then with all the music and do you know each other from bands or from like I think we originally met with the uh, early runaround. You were in another band at the time. Yeah, it was Punk Fest or yeah, something. Yeah, down at Bloomington, we, we were playing Punk Fest together. And uh, we, that's where I think we met. Yeah. I think it was then. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. She was in another band in the runaround, early days of the runaround. Mm. Um, and it was just probably almost 10 years ago now, I would say. Wow. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's been a eight while. to 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then I, honestly, what happened as far as, as far as this event goes, I was. You know, we we talk once in a while, and I was just like, you know, she has this page, Punk the Burbs. I'm like, this is a cool name for a page. I'm like, I messaged her. I'm like, do you ever think about like turning that into an event? Like, you know, because that was it was her page. It was like, you yeah. know, I'm not like I'm not gonna just like steal your thing here, but like, <laughs> like if you want to do this together, this would yeah. be fun. And she was just like, absolutely. I've been thinking about trying to do something with it. Right. You know, the page had some traction. It was about maybe time like 600 likes. We like doubled that in the last year. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, it was just uh Because I just wanted something. Because all the other group the pages were for the city yeah. which is great but i'm like yeah oh maybe this will encourage people to like maybe start more basement shows again yeah. or just just shows in the burbs in general just really promoting or yeah. even starting bands in the suburbs too, just promote that so because some of those pages get yeah. so saturated yeah. so or like they too, just forget like, people forget about them and they're spammed you yeah, know yeah, and right. it's just like i try and keep punk the verbs like you know not so spam and let you know all the bands and now like people promote shows in the city there and that's fine you know I yeah, don't we don't like it when it's like you know like st louis or like somewhere in the middle of nowhere <laughs> right. Like, right like really like what's the point but yeah, but, yeah. Or, yeah from but, other countries yeah in the city it's yeah. like because we promote because the burbs stuff well, and the chicago we're stuff chicago. All yeah. yeah we're chicagoland yeah. it's all chicagoland yeah. at the end of the right. day yeah and, and the whole thing like, of this is to be promoting you know we have a couple headliners that you know well one headliner that's not from chicago but we have you know it is mostly midwest and mostly chicago bands that are you yeah because that was like them. last year there was a good like madison kind of like yeah. there was a couple Wisconsin, of milwaukee like, yeah. Kenosha, yeah. yeah um so then this is the question that like i've got to ask is like when you do something like this and it's kind of like your baby and you're putting like so much like sweat equity into this and like financial equity into this i've had interviews with people like uh festivals that they put it's like an eight-person collective 
And I've had, like, I just had Josh from Last False Hope that runs Moonrunners Moon Festival out of Reggie's. And he does it all by himself. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, I've seen festivals done with, like, eight people with one person. Like, when I do all hands on deck, it's, like, a crew of, like, five of us. Yeah. Like, how did you guys come to the conclusion that it's, like, all right, it's going to be, like, us at the helm. And if other people want to help, awesome. But, like we're gonna we're gonna figure it out and like have the brunt of the work like on our shoulders well because we kind of knew right away that like we weren't going to make money off of this if ever for a long time so we kind of like we knew we weren't going to be able to like hire anybody to help and and it was (laughs) the first year and we're like let's see if this even takes off right let's Let's see if we don't lose our you know shirt so to speak you know (laughs) and like we don't you know lose a bunch of money when we you know we managed to come within like 50 bucks of breaking even it was pretty funny it was just like you know like when we totaled everything up we thought we were a couple hundred dollars short like oh wait we had these online sales all right we're literally like 30 40 bucks away from like where we're like all right let's call it a wash and like you know we're good and hopefully next year it'll be better we can you know do more for the other bands that are not headlined don't have the guarantees and stuff Mm -hmm. um you know that's kind of that is the goal next and then the goal after that would be to you know blow it up to the point where we do have some employees or you know the people that work you know, a month or two yeah. of the year and stuff like that. Because we you know, know it's getting bigger every year. Yeah, I mean, this, every year this and- is obviously at least twice the size of what it was last year already as far as where we're doing it, the bands that are involved, uh, the headliners that are involved, you know, yeah. the... the yeah. Um, yeah, we took a big step, and that's what we said. We wanted, we wanted to progress every year until we get to a point where it's like, all right, maybe we do have to decide on, you know, getting other people involved. But, mm-hmm. you know, we... We don't agree on everything, but for the most part, we're almost always on the same page. Yeah. And if we don't agree on something, we talk it out, and it's 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 quick. We're you know, the more voices you have involved, the more it allows That's for drama. That's the only downside because I really yeah. like what we got going on yeah. right now. Right? I mean, Has there ever been like a hands? rock paper scissors moment? Well, I, where it's hilarious like, enough. I'm uh, the, the, poster, the poster, I'm the poster, the, the the where to put the sponsors on the poster oh, thing. Boy. We literally went back and forth <laughs> where she oh, wanted to write them out. I like the logos. Yeah. And we just like completely like did not agree, and but then like we also, found a compromise where it was like, all right, we're gonna put the, the logos, but they're gonna be small and they're gonna be here, and it was, it was just. Or not to reveal too much, but the length of the fest, because I was like, oh, you know, God. let's keep it. Yeah, right, I know yeah. I'm like getting too much into the future, but I know I'm like, oh, let's keep it. Let's you know, let's uh, you know, not push our luck. Let's keep it one day. See, you know, just one day. Where Jason was like. I'm a Come masochist on. apparently, and like, I like to let's do two, three, do days. more to like you know <laughs> damage to myself than I, than anybody should. You know that's why I run three businesses too. Cause, but, <laughs> but I you know want to. Uh, I've been wanting to make it two days since day one, and I'm I agreed that we, we should have done it last year. This year we I pushed a little bit more for it, and now it's like after this year we'll see how this right. year goes, and then we'll talk about potentially doing it next year. Yeah, this is so. I mean, we had a, and the thing is, I got to rub it in her face a little yep. bit when it was like we had over a hundred bands, and we had to pick twelve of these hundred bands. You know, and, I'm and like, but I want this band. But I I'm want like, this yeah, band. and if we had two days, we'd be able to do that. You know? and she's like, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we might do two days yeah. next time. Yeah. But, but. Uh, last year, I mean, after last year, if you think about, you know, we talk about how hot it was in, in there in Cairo and stuff, and like it was a, it was in September, and it was a hundred degree day. And it, was it like, takes what, what a does lot that out of you in one yeah. day. I mean, like, we were done. We're not, we're not dri- right, like, yeah. not drinking. I don't think I was drinking anything. Like I was, I mean, barely any time to even eat a slice of pizza. Right. I mean, we were just yeah. running around, and I was just, oh man, I can't imagine this for like two days. Right. Oh man. And after we'll that, I people. agreed with her, but I was like, you know, my thought is, is that we do need to like. Not add people like on our level with it where they're in that involved, but just mm. some people at least for day of type stuff. Sure. You know? yeah. And if we do that, then we could potentially have because really the biggest holdup with two days is the actual events themselves. Yeah. And it's not right. it's not the preparation because as long as you have the same venue, it's like you know you can keep <laughs> stuff there overnight and type yep. of thing. It's like there's you know it's it's actually really not that much more work. It's the just pure energy and and. And right. involved in those of those two days being put in where we don't have, you know, it is like you said, just the two of us right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, we don't have anybody else watching door, anybody else taking money. Well, I mean, there were times where I had to run up with my square card reader. The door guy was like, do you guys take credit card for yeah. I'm like, yes, I do. Hold on. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. Like with my little square card. Like, oh, man. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the one pushing for two days, and I'm also the one that passed out in my car for an hour and a yeah. half. <laughs> exactly. I was like, where? You guys yeah. have seen Jason? I was like, walking around like, oh, you're in my car with the air conditioning. I'm like, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's tough today. We'll talk more about lineup, things that we learned from last year and this year, and talk more about Punk, punk and the Burbs Fest, too. But for now, you're going to enjoy more music. We're doing a little teaser of kind of like the main headliners for the festival. So you would have heard a song before we got into the interview and you're gonna hear a second song now and you'll hear two more throughout the episode. But for now, enjoy more music as we kind of give you a little teaser for Punk the Burbs Fest 2. Oh, I built these walls for so long and now I tear them down for you. I built these walls for so long and now I tear them down Crazy supersonic thoughts are passing through my head The thoughts of you will leave me the feelings I dread Do you know it's like I'm the ghost of the past not live you? Reality's a dream and I don't want to sleep I fear I'm falling into deep heads Spinning so fast and I start to overthink Could God be We are back. You just heard a song from one of the four bands, kind of all co-headlining this year's Punk in the Burbs Fest. I'm here with Caitlin and Jason, and we are talking about the organization and kind of organizing it, what went into it. Um, this year, compared to last year, there's some familiar faces, some new faces. You were talking about how many submissions you got this year and kind of like, what was the thought process of like what bands you were gonna have on again this year and what bands you were gonna be like, 
we love you, but like we gotta give other bands a chance. It's exactly how it was too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, you know, we, yeah, you know, we did not get into this to make like enemies, obviously, but no. it's almost like you can't help but there be some hurt feelings, which sucks. Because honestly, especially if we had you on last year, then we obviously, you know, enjoy your music and 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 have respect, you know, for what you do. It's just we can't do the same fest every year you know over and over again and expect things to change you know expect things to grow and you know just because you weren't on this year doesn't mean you wouldn't be on next year or the year after that you know again at some point you know it's just it's just you have to you know like you said mix things up and we also would we also go for like a diversity you know like we want to have like we we look at every band like all right we have a lot of like you know or we have a lot of like kind of street punk stuff so we want to add some more maybe a little pop punk maybe a little bit of ska you know like just kind of if we're heavy on one thing we want to kind of offset it a little right. bit more so right. yeah that was a big factor in it too it's so hard yeah because there were some bands where i really wanted to invite back but it was like oh we gotta we gotta mix it up we gotta give some other bands a chance but like jason said i mean that doesn't mean some of those bands can't come back another time so yeah. i have definitely had that in the back of the mind especially if one day we're going to extend this to more than one day we'll have mm-hmm. more room to bring back people who were playing in near one but i know stellar west is back we definitely wanted them back because i knew i mean they they blew me away year one like yeah. i i mean their promotion their the way they performed the i mean just they put out a great set and they're so talented and amazing and so i was like okay we're definitely gonna have stellar west back that was number one for sure mm, yeah so it doesn't hurt that they're school rock kids too and so. doesn't hurt <laughs> yeah, a little big factor yeah um you know the uh yeah, as far I mean, as far other than our bands, uh, that might is that, is that all we've brought back this yeah, year. Yeah, it's just our bands and Stellar West. And... Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it, we were, you know then that was on purpose. It was you know to try to give more bands a chance and grow this kind of community, and then see you know eventually where we can do two days, three days, whatever it ends up being, where we can you know, we're, and we're not going to forget who was there in the early days for it too. You know, yeah. so the whole point is to. Is to eventually kind of bring this all together as one huge thing that we, you know, that, that takes a weekend or, you know, a few days and it ends up in a park somewhere or, yeah. or you know, maybe not that. I mean, you know, like, remember the early days of Riot Fest and stuff like yeah. that where at uh, Congress Theater and stuff like that, you know. You'd be Metro, running so. from venue to venue. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. That's a, which was awesome. That. Yeah, I do Weird too. To like, it. you know, <laughs> at a certain point, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather see a band in a venue than an outside right. park. Right, yeah. you can week. see like, them up close. Uh, something weird about seeing like alkaline trio during the day you know it's like it's not a day i mean I, that's one sunlight, of my favorite like, bands yeah. but like you're not meant to see dan andriona in the sunlight i don't think i don't think he's supposed right. to be coming on the sunlight with twenty dollar <laughs> beverages and food yeah, you know right, right next like, to you yeah, there's something sponsored by verizon wireless it's just <laughs> yeah, right, i'm like yeah. okay this is weird yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean it's i i would love to to keep it i would love to do eight venues in a in four days as opposed to doing awesome. a park i'd rather keep oh it yeah that way same. sure do that yeah um it's not always plausible i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure riot fest had their reasons for you know saying screw it we're just gonna all throw this in one park instead of trying to organize across the city where you're right you're running from one place another. then they have the after shows at like triple a or whatever yeah. too, and stuff like that like they they always do something uh something afterwards so i'm sure their lives were just dealing with venues all the time and said you know let's deal with one place yeah once you know once a year and just do the whole weekend there which makes sense but yeah. i don't know i just these are the band these bands we're booking are meant to be seen in venues you know yeah you know. right dealing with like you were mentioning like one place one venue uh we're at base camp this year in lyle yeah. um what are kind of like the advantages like what are people what are the things that they may have not gotten last year that they're going to be looking forward to with this new venue this year? I don't want to. Air conditioning. And I love, and I just want to say, I love Cairo, by the way. Yeah, Cairo's Andrew awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, exactly. But I, I don't want to, there's nothing, right. absolutely nothing wrong with Cairo. One, one of the benefits right. is that this is a little bit more centrally located mm-hmm. for the suburbs. Central. You know, West Chicago's kind of. Right off the highway. Yeah, right. I mean, Lyle's kind of just dead center suburb, you know, like yeah. you get there mm-hmm. from the south suburbs, you get there from the north suburbs, west suburbs, obviously, you know, and, and to me, you know, the Downers, Naper, Naperville, um, you know, Lyle, um, like there's a lot of bands that come from this area, you know, yeah. there's like this, for instance, I was a kid, there's always been a lot of bands that came from this area. Uh, so to me, it's kind of like, you know, if we're doing a punk the burbs, and it's right. a suburban, not necessarily bands-based right. suburban, but it's a suburban like celebration of 
of punk rock right. bands, like yeah. why not do it where a lot of them came from? So yeah, too, so. that's the thing. It makes it more close to home yeah. too. I was yeah. like, I think I want something a little more close to you know where we the always we saw bands. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah. grew yeah. up in yeah. this. It makes it more like home and more. Just feel like. And we talked about things like to volleyball, but honestly, yeah. like once we booked the queers, we knew that wasn't going to be players. <laughs> it's it's just not big enough. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would have been perfect because they have the metro station right there. But yeah, because yeah. that's mean, like we were talking like before yeah. we started, and it's like. Oh, I remember like this venue and this venue, like being in like the Lombard Villa Park kind yeah, of yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, Lombard. Yeah, another one throwing that. Like, yeah, yeah. They're and all. It's like we like we like had our like home bases and like the couple like houses and stuff. And right, it's right. like yeah. the nature of the beast is houses come and go, and that's a normal thing. But it's like Tigro Styles, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, Ashbury's right. like, almost <laughs> was like on the verge of closing. Like yeah. it's been like kind of like hit or miss with like the western suburbs and yeah. even like. Um, what was the place in Mount Prospect that like closed like uh, I want to say like a couple of years ago but it's probably like over five years ago now that's not oh, Arabian I no that's no. a different town uh, I'm, I was thinking no, this roller Town Inn oh yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like there's yeah. all these like suburban places that are like coming and going but there's new places that are coming up Absolutely. have you seen like being like residents in the suburbs and kind of more active in like the suburban community as opposed to like Chicago yeah like what's the current like status of like the suburb original venue type stuff or like or just like because i'm always like when people in chicago are like oh we want to play out and stuff i'm like well i mean you got like those main staples on like if you're going west you go to brower house if you go north hit up like elgin or like crystal lake or like now mchenry if you're going down south like blue island or joliet like where are some of those like fun places to play that aren't on people's radar right now wow that's a good question um, i mean white tavern in naperville yeah it's, it's i mean it's, there's no stage it's just a kind of they do have shows there it's pretty cool um the drunken donut in joliet's yep. kind of this, uh, straight up dive place but it's fun and yeah. the owner's um, awesome might give you a free drink or two oh, they just, just, just bring <laughs> just a bottle in the back and say you know here just take shots all night with them exactly uh, but He'll they give you, free just, shots. you know it, honestly i think what's even tougher is the is you know we need to have all age venues because we need to keep the younger the next generation involved for this to even consistently right. yeah well, that's, that's the thing because we know that there's so many of these venues some of them they're closing or they they might be still staying open but it's, we got to keep that all ages constant because I mean, at the end of, even when some suburb venues open up, some of them are still 21 plus or 17 plus. It's like, oh man, we got to find there's got to be some way there's where a, there could be all ages. An all ages you know? venue, well, it's a house, but they're like turning yeah. into like, uh, it's actually, uh, I want to kind of make sure I don't mess this up. The uh, magnifiers. Did, magnifiers are you talking about the waiting room, the waiting room. Waiting i was room. about to say the waiting house room. in naperville that they've kind of turned into a diy i'm venue. like should we even mention this is this uh, place like secret i don't know no, it's, like, <laughs> no, it's, not. it's not like we have the address for it right, right? right, right. but no they're, I mean, they're promoting this stuff like they're they're really trying to like do a lot of shows and stuff these days so it's uh yeah it's a cool it's cool to see kind of the the, the kids in it i mean the kids like 16 17 just turn his parents basement into like a venue which nice. is awesome that's uh, which is what i've a, always wanted and he's to a happen kid again and he's, uh, i think his name's elliot he's in the uh he's in the uh uh magnifiers okay. the name of the band yeah. and uh they're on tour right now actually from what i saw and um they uh you know so that's it, it's it's the diy basement stuff you know that that needs to continue for the suburbs to mm-hmm. to survive really with this stuff yeah. because the right. venues as far as original act stuff goes because i mean you could find a cover band you know throw a stick you'll probably hit one right? yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're always going to be taking the bigger stages the you know the the joe's live and all the stuff you know like yeah. the rosemont stuff um you know but original i, I mean it's i'm tough. sure there's some we just don't know it because i don't mean to you know make make myself sound old or anything but i notice you know there's in chicago a lot i'll see this but i think it's probably in the burbs too there's just you'll see event pages and you're like where the hell is this you see yeah. this name so there's sometimes there's venues i think that are out there that we don't know about just because yeah. we're playing so many 21 and up places yeah. you know and maybe we're you know the younger kids you know they they make their own venues so much yeah because i remember doing that in my day and yeah. you know people who are older than me were like what yeah. was this it's like, like oh, you don't wanted, know so much basement I, I, right I wanted, to weird to going to, yeah, yes yeah. but, but then, am i like, the old guy at the basement i right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, like, and then you're like the, i'm old all the kids are like 
How did he find yeah, out about, about oh this? God, you know, and it's weird. Dude, I, I don't even want to go. I want to play one. I haven't yeah. played a basement <laughs> right. show in probably right. More I than wanted half a deck, to like so bad. Years, at least five years. <laughs> so that was so. This is maybe a good plug then for the actual. So punk the burbs is more than the event. It's a page, and this may be a good segue into utilizing that page to kind of even yes. have like a directory of places to play on that. Well, even something. more than yeah. that, we've kind of talked about eventually it becoming a brand that actually like isn't just a once a year festival, but it's a, you know, that we actually put on. Kind of like a Riot Show Fest. similar like to Riot what Riot, Riot, Riot Fest presents, Riot. you know, a, a Punk the Birds presents type of thing. Um, and that's not, you know, this is all future plan stuff, but it was all the reason why we actually created a Facebook well, it's a it's a page instead of the group. So what, right. what everybody belongs to is this group. That's how it started. Yeah. And now we just created a page, you know, separate because we wanted the page to kind of be the place where you know people can actually like where it's potential to grow beyond just this just once the best, a year fest right. type thing. Yeah. 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 So looking from last year to this year, we're always we're already talking about some things that you've learned. But if you could say the top three things that you learned from last year that have affected how you organized this year, what would be the top three things? Uh, under promise. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make any promises. We, don't make any promises we can't keep. You know, as there far as uh, any kind of like, um, you know, anything that the venue would pr provide or anything like I, that, or that we would be able to provide. Because you know, there's when there's 16 bands. Right. You don't all get a green room. You do not all like. And we got to pay these headliners. Eighty-five green M and M's or whatever the fuck else they're looking <laughs> yeah. to get. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> you know uh, that'd be one for sure. I would say the merch too, because I had yeah. this realization like when we were selling just Punk the Burbs Fest merch, um, most people actually bought the little you know eleven by fourteen posters we printed out, and myself more so. I'd want something like that, and we had some buttons and stickers. But we ordered these shirts and shirts, those yeah. didn't sell as much. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm glad they didn't. And I hope, you know, we'll have a little bit of merch for Punk the Burbs. But at the end of the day, I think this year we won't have a lot because we want more people to buy the other band's merch. Right. We don't want to be competing yeah. with so that's the people. Another yeah, like, thing yeah. I'm learning is, you know what? We're not going to have as much merchandise because we want people to buy right. the other yeah. band's stuff. You like know? stick to like still have stuff. So there's like right. the logo and the brand right. is like right. out right. there. Right. Traveling there's around. a sticker you want. You Lots know. of stickers. Is that, I mean, that's what kids load their guitar cases up with. Right. You, know, you know, that's that's what you know. The cabs, or their amps, right. and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's how the name gets out there. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather stickers, do stickers, buttons, stickers, and, are and what? the small posters. You get two hundred fifty of them for thirty bucks or something right. like that. Like, Super it's cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's no problem. We'll do that again. Nice. Um, yeah, sure. merch is definitely a big lesson. So merch, learned. making sure you don't oversell. I would also say, and, I, and you know this, and I, I, Caitlin was the the brainchild behind Squirt Gun getting there, which was awesome we were really looking for like that one name that people would be like holy shit i haven't heard that name in forever yeah. <laughs> you know like so that was all her i think what we probably learned from that and i'm like again i said like, i'm really glad we did it i think what we learned from that was that we're not gonna pay for a headliner to get here you know that's, yeah. that, that's what they like we'd rather pay for a local headliner that that's gonna bring out a lot of people and we're not paying for their travel to do it and, yeah. it's, and i mean obviously that's yeah. that's something they need to ask they want to they need to be able to be covered for traveling but we need people that a headliner that's going to also bring out the kind of people, the money we're, we're paying for them to, to get here and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, again, right. nothing against Squirt Gun or anything like that. They were great. Uh, they were a lot of fun, really nice, like humble dudes. Like, and they weren't right. asking for anything crazy. They were just asking basically for us to cover them getting here. But when there's one in LA and one in. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and and my friends are always coming up to me like, who are you going to have for this year, headliner? You should have this, this, and this person. I'm like, they live in LA. Yeah, right. <laughs> they live across the country. They right. live. And we just don't have that budget yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not yet. Maybe someday. But I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Bunk in the Burbs 3, lead singer of Red City Radio, just moved to Chicago. Did he? Oh, <laughs> so. yes. I, well, I saw that. Right. They're doing, uh, they did a couple things locally recently, too. Yeah. I think they did. Uh, I was at Russia a show randomly at Emporium, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> here? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just stopping by, like, signing all the paper because they're like, I'm going to move to Chicago. I'm like, you're going to live above G-Man with the rest of, like, the land of misfit punks. Like, yeah, just, right? like, all make their way to the apartment above G-Man somehow. 
<laughs> but all right, we're gonna listen to another track highlighting one of the four main headliners from Punk the Burbs Fest 2 that is happening September 22nd here at Base Camp Pub in Lyle. And when we come back, we're gonna have our speed round and oh, have some more fun. But for now, enjoy more music. <laughs> listen to another track from one of the four main headliners of Punk the Burbs Fest 2 happening at Base Camp Pub and Grill where we're at currently in Lyle. Again, it's happening September 22nd. Definitely get your tickets while you can. Uh, last minute promos, you guys just got done doing a live uh, video. Uh, Which by the time you guys hear this, this it'll yeah. be <laughs> long gone. But, but yeah. there'll be another one. Like right. what? Uh, we'll have a just in the description of this podcast a way to get the tickets and everything like that 
Uh, is pre-sale still going? Is that over? Yeah, Where so can we get tickets? Over. What kind of like things are going on to get tickets? Say pre-sale's over. Pre-sale's not pre-sale. over. Well, the pre-sale, the fifteen dollars pre-sale. Oh yeah, is the, over. the early bird special. The over. early bird. We're gonna do. Special, yeah. We're gonna do twenty dollars tickets till day of. Day of, it goes up to twenty-five at the door. We're gonna yeah. end it like the night before. We're gonna end the be able to get tickets online because uh, we just need to know where we're at at that point, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as another promotion, we're going to do August 10th. Uh, we're going to do another two-ticket giveaway where it's going to be a different hashtag that we're going to use. Uh, and basically what you do is you're going to come on, on our Facebook page, Punk the Burbs, not our not the group page, but the actual page. And um, it will have a description of you share this with the hashtag that we're using for that one and make it public because we won't see it otherwise. If you make it public, then we're going to pick from that group and give two tickets away. It's $40 worth of uh, mm-hmm. tickets. You know, to see the queers, bull weevils, fourteen other bands. You know, it's a it's yeah. a big day. We're cramming a, a lot steal. into one day. Uh, indoor festival. We're not taking you know. Sounds gonna be amazing. This place. Uh, the couple times I played here, and I've also seen School of Rocks play here, and had School of Rocks play here. Um, it is, you know, always uh, really good sound, really good um, lighting, and all that stuff too. So like, it's gonna be a really cool place to see these guys. Mm-hmm. Lots, sure. of, lots of free parking, lots of space. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they got, we got like Food, a ski booze. hill you can roll down when you get too drunk. We were saying, yeah. yeah, if you want to get drunk and roll That's down the hill. That's a hell of a hill. I mean, go for it. In the Jump Midwest, in the, lake, in the Midwest right it's probably called a mountain, but, yeah. but uh, it's a hill. There's some sand, sand, volleyball. sand volleyball. You'll wake up with sand everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> in your catch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, again, descriptions, and we'll have links to the proper pages and stuff so you can follow the giveaway and all that good stuff in the description of this podcast so make sure to uh, check that out let's go ahead and get into the speed round i'm going to ask you a question you're going to answer as an individual uh it is the answer that's probably the first one that comes to your head we're not looking for the coolest answers we're looking for the truth uh nothing but the truth and the first one we always ask is what is the first record album cd cassette what's the first physical piece of music you bought with your own money never mind with my own money uh what was the format a cd cd uh, oh have to, actually i gotta be real uh, i mean i think i bought appetite for destruction on tape there we go okay not the coolest answer <laughs> <laughs> i mean well i was like pr- six okay yeah <laughs> probably probably green day Insomniac, I think, because I already had my brother's Dookie CD, so I think it was Insomniac. Nice. (laughs) If you could have one musical idol, so this is like for you as a musician, what you play in your band. If there was one person or if you have to go to like one band that like more so like I need to do what they're doing, I need to be in a band. What kind of drew you to the instrument that you currently play in your band? Uh... As a vocalist, I, was, I grew up being a really big Who fan, so Roger Daltrey was a big uh, influence on me. Uh, Brad Noel from Sublime, huge, probably the biggest of all of them. Um, and then, like I said, you know, I, I, I kind of grew up, before I got in the punk scene, I was in the grunge scene, so, you know, Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, people like that. Watching Eddie Vedder swing from, like, 50-foot rafters <laughs> and not die was, like... You know, like to me was the coolest shit ever and I could never do that, but it was really cool to see that. And, um, you know, I just, that to me kind of made me want to be the quote unquote front man singer, you know? Hell yeah. For me, it's pretty obvious. All my friends know. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong, definitely. I mean, if we're going with, you know, songwriting and stuff, but also um, Stevie Nicks by Fleetwood Mac, like she definitely influenced me and like vocally, especially too. If we're going by instruments and everything too, but then also, guitar you know the first rock i ever heard and really got wanted to start playing guitar was eddie van halen you know from van halen so my dad always was always blasting that in the car he's like and i'll never forget he said and he played eruption and he's like this is how you play guitar you know he's like this is some (laughs) this is some music therapy right here and i'm like yeah i want to play guitar you know see if i followed my dad my dad made me listen to uh jethro tall all the time (laughs) so i would have been a flute player (laughs) um flautist flautist if you want to be a dick about it (laughs) (laughs) if you Uh, could nerd out about one thing other than music what would it be? Shit. Ooh. I wish I had a quick answer. This oh, is a if I got, oh, God. There's like, okay. 
Boy Meets World. Yes, I know every episode title and quotes. Okay. TV show. <laughs> so when it's It'd like, be a TV when it's show. Boy Meets World trivia night, like, oh, we I'm gotta there. have you on the team. I'm there. Fee hee hee nay. <laughs> I, I definitely watched that show too so I actually get the references I, just, uh, I know every line oh man <laughs> if I could pick some, you know my it's weird because you know everybody always says that their life is music but when your job is school of rock and you play in a band and it's really hard to like remember things other than that if I'm gonna right. be like, weird about like the most fun I have now is is getting my you know sounds awe-ish but getting my 11 month old to laugh I think that's like the funnest thing yeah. I do. just because they laugh at the stupidest shit and I'm usually pretty stupid about stuff so it's like <laughs> like you know my goofiness is funny to him now and I know that like five years from now he's gonna think like it's not funny it's or maybe 10 years thing. from now yeah. I'm the lamest thing ever but right now I'm the funniest person in the world to him so <laughs> nice. right now that's yeah that's kind of the the things I like to do for fun right now as far as nerding out on it I don't know it's, it's yeah. just do what I do I don't cool know. <laughs> if you could have uh one pet peeve and this could either be like you as an individual or you as a person that puts together shows. If there's like one thing that like really grinds your gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. That just reminds me of Family Guy. Grinds my gears. Oh man. People who quote Family Guy. <laughs> no. No. Even though I hate that show. I'm I'm like, but I remember it from when South it started. South Park all the way. Yeah. I'm trying to think of pet peeve. I'm trying to think of one that just I, okay. comes to mind. I'm like I'm like that guy on the road where you you will see on like the news someday that just like pulled somebody out of their car and threw them into traffic or something. Um, when people drive next to each other on two lane two roads like and no one's passing each other for like oh. we're going like both going five under the speed limit and no one is moving like past the other person, which is illegal. But, yeah. but nobody ever gets pulled over for that. You get pulled over if you're the guy behind them honking, but yeah, you know, like, which is me. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, that would be, I'm definitely like, I have to control road rage for sure. Okay. Which is rage. why I pick a job that I never drive during rush hour. There you oh, go. Good call. Yeah. Good call. I would say, um, well, thinking about sometimes, uh, you know, this could be in the workplace. This can be in, reg, you know, normal life or band life, whatever. But people who talk, like, they know everything. Like, the know-it-alls, the people who use that word actually. Uh, you know, the, you know that type of, those people. Actually. and You know, yeah. like, everything you say, they got... An you know, an for answer one for one uppers. One-uppers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one-uppers. so that's definitely a pet peeve. Oh, hell yeah. For your answer. individual bands, what is your favorite song to play live? Ooh. <sighs> it upset people if I said I hated playing Chicago. <laughs> 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 um, this is the truth. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's just... So they know the 20 seconds to not be like, play Chicago. <laughs> You're like, I don't hate it, but everybody gets like, you know, they're you know we always get excited for the new stuff, and they get sick of playing old stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's that way with their bands. So, stuff. is there like a new song that you'll be playing on the twenty second that? You're yeah, you know, I'll go play? with that. We have uh, one of our new songs that was going to be probably the single off the new album. It's called Bombs Away, and it's a uh, kind of a dedication about our. Uh, it's a it's about Donald Trump as a child to to growing up, not as a like not calling him a child, but as a child. Uh-huh. He is a child, but calling him <laughs> as a child Basically. growing up. Just kind of how we think he probably was like really insecure and stuff and just mm-hmm. like you know how he became such a little man about you know like that type of thing so it's kind of like a backstory with that the song is called bombs away because it's literally like what we think is going to happen to this country in the next few mm-hmm. years too um so yeah that's a, a song that's very apropos for the moment and also very uh like it's fun to play it's just like nice. it's really like jumpy kind of uh the hook will stick in everybody's head when they hear it and stuff so which we're kind of somewhat known for that writing kind of anthemic type you know yeah drink along jump along swing your class around type yeah thing, stuff too, <laughs> all so. that good stuff all that good stuff so i'm nice. excited about that well bumsy is a new album coming we're playing out, so actually we've been playing out. the new album like for a lot of the shows lately so i'm like this song isn't even out but we're playing it yeah because we just want to so play much fun to do we are just doing stuff for right. so long doing and new it's stuff like, i don't even care if you guys haven't heard this shit before and like our sound just totally you know it's change definitely but it's um i'd have to say oh there's this song that we play now um it's between two of them but i'd have to say the truth the truth and it was a song we all wrote as a band it's just you know talking about how we know the truth about somebody you know who somebody who we think you know they act bigger and tougher than they think they are and 
you know, it's so like we like know the pet peeve, right? kind of similar to my pet peeve answers. Yeah. Like we know the truth about you. Yeah. you. You act tough, but you're a coward in nice shoes. You know, and like there the words go. are so funny. You'll the lyrics, you know, they're funny, but it's a relatable topic, and it's just so much fun to play. It's got our perfect combination of our sound, which is pop punk and ska, and you know the horn line just kills it and. The, it's it's so good. So yeah, the truth. And I'm trying to get her to. This is kind of a chance oh, to plug this to do uh, <laughs> for uh, for me to do a guest appearance with Bumsy and do. Uh, she has a girlfriend. She's a girlfriend now. now. Ooh, it, could it could work. It could work. I gotta get know it. I can I get that get radio voice. Yeah. You know, to, I gotta get the fellas to do it. Nice. The last question. Even I cut asked. my penis <laughs> off for you. <laughs> there we go. Just a little taste. The last question I I always ask is. Uh, one that you guys can answer as a collective, but there was a professor of music in at Columbia downtown that said music is just another art form like painting or photography or cinematography or sculpting, anything like that. And sometimes when the artist has, sometimes when they're crafting their art, they have an idea of how they want the audience to perceive it or a message that they want to give to them. So you can do it like as your band or just a general like ethos to the festival what do you want audiences and the people that attend and listen to the music what do you want them walking away with what do you want them driving home saying to their friends or when they go home they're like oh damn like what is that kind of this, feeling i want people to walk away a lot of people to walk away and say hey i got into something new or i want to start a band that would be awesome like because that's how i felt when i left live shows like i want to start a band so i think that'd be the number one probably, it's probably the biggest starting a band to be told like you like when your band your gets told or your band, band or your, whatever you're putting yeah. out whatever you're doing like inspired somebody to want to play music or get into doing that because they saw how much fun it was for you guys for you to do it yourself yeah um i would say i want somebody to walk away from here saying all right, the suburbs can do it too. You know, like the That's suburbs it. can can hang. Yeah. Uh, you know, we might not have as many shows, but we have. But when we do it, we do it big, and we do it. You know, just as hard. And you know, I want people to walk away with bruises and mosh pit. You know, every, you know everything <laughs> right. possible. And I mean, it got that point Stories last year at some tell. point. You know, a few points in the night, and uh, I think this year is going to be just that much more and stuff. And these guys, you know, I can't say enough of how cool they've been to work with uh, for base camp. I think it helps that they're like unincorporated area because they just like. That's what they said. They're they like, said, like, well, yeah. like I mean, what we're not. We won't this, get into all the things. That, yeah, we won't, we won't say the specific <laughs> things. We don't want to get into too much trouble. But um, you know, it's just like they. I don't think they're going to prevent it from being a punk. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, they, what we they would want expect it to, to be. be authentic, just like right. yeah. you know. Yeah, the guy that runs is a musician himself, and he works with bands. Like it's just, it's just. Everything we work with with them so is set it up to be a really, really cool night. We just need to get people there, you know, and that's what it's gonna, you know, if you guys want a scene, you gotta help support the scene. That's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. There's not gonna be one if you say, oh, right. that's such a cool show. Maybe I'll go, go and then not go. Right. You know, like I'd rather stay in and watch Netflix. It's like, like, ah, that night's when I go grocery shopping. Yeah, right. And maybe, <laughs> Washing my hair. Yeah. And maybe get more aware too of, you know, different types of like, different types of punk bands because yeah. on this fest I know Jason earlier talked about diversity not just in genre but in like gender and and race and you know wherever you come from there's you know there's female bands in here there's male bands people from all different Hispanic, races black you know Hispanic, anything, black, yeah, anything and yeah. I want people to walk away and be like hey I mean this genre is for everybody and yeah. an oh wow there's, there's a place for you yeah, there's yeah. a place you and yeah. You know, you can start it whoever you are. You can start a band. And unfortunately, there's people that look at punk rock as not because of the few bad apples that have come, you know, through right. the, through the years of that. You know, a lot of people will associate punk rock with some of the 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 nationalist bands and shit like that that were never really representing anything that punk stands for. So yeah. I think a big part for us is to open the eyes to people that like one. There's actually musicianship involved in being yeah. in a punk <laughs> band sometimes. You know, yeah. not not every band, but. But, you know, we, we pride ourselves on having a lot of ability musically within our bands. I know, I mean, ska bands, obviously, they do, too, with the horns and stuff like that combined with everything yep. else. But, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of preconceived notions when it comes to the style of music and stuff that we'd love to be able to to be a part of moving yeah. past. You know, we're not right. going to change the world with a with, a, with a one event in the suburbs of Chicago. But. But you know it's a start, you know, and it's and it's and it's, and it's hopefully a um, contributing act to yeah. to changing people's perception. And that's like my buddy Box from Nightcap that I was talking about. I love. I'm like stealing this line. I told him like mm -hmm. forever. 
I'm like a show on like a Friday or Saturday is like the time to wash the week away. Yeah, like, yes. dude, that's great. Yeah, that is. is a good. Like, dude, that, like, that's that all you do is, like, is sit around all weekend and like watch yeah. TV. Like yeah, you'll, you'll feel <laughs> right. relaxed, but but that's just then you go back to work and it's like you never you didn't do anything. Like, yeah. What happened the last couple of days? Yep. Well, you go back to work on Monday, still hungover from Saturday night. That means you had a good yeah. You, had a good, you had a good day. You had a good night. You, you have no day. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Ears are still ringing. And your coworkers are good night quietly jealous of whatever you yeah. did even though they don't know what you did and stuff you know? yeah. so. Jason, Caitlin thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to Hello. come sit with thank me you. at Base Camp yeah, in thank Lyle. you for having us definitely come get your tickets in advance or try and win those giveaway tickets on the 10th uh, with the special hashtag uh, Punk the Burbs Fest 2 is on Saturday, September 22nd again here at Base Camp Pub and Grill in Lyle definitely we'll see you out here We'll be here, Frisky Morrison Friends, as a sponsor, we'll be out here uh, supporting the scene and supporting this awesome event. So we hope to shake your hand, give you a hug, see you out here, and enjoy some music. You're going to hear one more song to play you out of the episode with the last of the four kind of major headliners for the band. Have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. This has been Frisky Morris Sessions with First Rounds on Me featuring the creators of Punk the Burbs Fest. We will see you on the 22nd. Later. Bye. Bye. See you.